Hey there, listeners, and welcome to the Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Mike Lucibella. And I'm Calla Cofield. So this week, we've done what every other science publication is doing. We've made a list of the top science stories of the year. We weighed the many discoveries against each other, compared them in detail, and decided on a definitive list. It was a good year for physics, but there was one discovery that stood out head and shoulders above the rest. The clear winner. A discovery of monumental importance for science. We now know why mosquitoes can't fly in the fog. This is big news. I have a bit of a personal grudge against mosquitoes, and I say anything that keeps them away from me is very important and a good use of science. So here's the scoop. The drops of water suspended in the air on a foggy day are tiny, only about 5 microns in size. That's about the size of a red blood cell. These drops stick to stuff, like tiny buzzing insects. So do the drops of water just hold the mosquito down? Not exactly. What happens is this. Behind a mosquito's wings are these tiny secondary wings called halters. They stabilize the flight of a mosquito by counteracting some of the turbulent forces generated by the bug's flapping wings. Now, these little winglets are pretty tiny, not too much bigger than a droplet of fog itself. While the little bloodsucker flaps them, the halters hit thousands of drops of fog. The water clings to them and slows them down just enough to keep the mosquito from being able to control its flight, sending her spiraling out of control. Grounded. So now we know that if you go hiking in the fog, it will reduce your chances of being bitten by mosquitoes. Physics news you can use. And that's why we chose this as the most important story of the year. Because really, what makes one scientific breakthrough more important than another? I think we can say that when science provides us with practical information that we can use in our everyday lives, that's important. And such is the case with our first story. Okay, but doesn't that just depend on who uses the information? I mean, a lot of people live in places where there's basically no fog, so this story doesn't really do them any good. Okay, I'll give you that. But we should also mention that mosquitoes spread a lot of terrible diseases, so understanding ways to inhibit their movement could contribute to life-saving applications. So maybe an important scientific breakthrough is one that doesn't just make our lives more convenient, but saves lives? Okay, fair enough. But then again, sometimes it's impossible to see how scientific research might end up saving lives or making our lives more convenient. So should we say that gaining a better understanding of the world is very important, even if we aren't sure yet how we might use it to our benefit? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people will look at basic science research and say, why are we doing this? How is it going to benefit us? But Asking why we should explore the natural world is like asking why we should have art or music. It makes us happy, and it enriches our culture, it builds our society, it creates a more enlightened future for the people who come after us. It's in our nature to ask big questions about the world, so why shouldn't we try to answer them? Which leads us right to our next story, a story about the big questions of the universe, and which is honestly probably really the biggest physics news story of the year, the discovery of the Higgs boson. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast. We had a special jumbo edition when it was discovered, and last week I interviewed physicist Sean Carroll about his book about the Higgs. But just in case you missed it or forgot about it, here's a quick recap. 
So back in the 1960s, physicists were pondering over what gives matter its mass. You know, why does it take so much more energy to push around a heavy proton or neutron than it takes to push around a lightweight electron or neutrino? They came up with this idea of a field that permeates all the space called the Higgs field, which seemed to answer all those questions they had about mass. Heavy particles interacted with this field a lot more than lighter particles did. A tiny electron could move through it almost effortlessly, while protons and neutrons had to slog through it like it was molasses. Particles like photons that have no mass didn't interact with the field at all and could zip through space at the speed of light without slowing down. As I noted in last week's podcast, without the Higgs, atoms wouldn't be able to form. And obviously, if atoms don't form, then molecules don't form and life doesn't form. So the Higgs has a very direct impact on our existence. At the time this was first proposed, there was no experiment that could find the Higgs field. But theorists were hard at work coming up with possible ways to look for it. With enough energy, the Higgs field could manifest itself as a particle, the Higgs boson, for just a fraction of a second. If scientists found a Higgs boson, that would confirm the Higgs field and explain rather a lot about how the universe works. In 2008, 40 years after it was first theorized, physicists were finally able to build a machine that could look for the elusive particle, the Large Hadron Collider. This thing is huge. It's a giant ring 17 miles around that smashes protons and ions into each other, creating particles that we can't observe any other way. This year, scientists finally collected enough evidence to say definitively that there is some previously unknown particle being created at the LHC in its collisions. This particle is almost certainly the Higgs boson, and therefore, there also has to be a Higgs field. It's the final piece of the standard model puzzle. So the Higgs is the last particle in a set of particles that basically explain ordinary matter. In a way, it's the end of one chapter and the start of another. Now scientists hope the Higgs will help answer questions about really exotic stuff in the universe, like dark matter and dark energy. Huzzah! Awesome job, physicists! Okay, now explain to me how the Higgs boson is going to save lives or just keep cockroaches out of my apartment. Wow, you really hate bugs. The discovery answers a lot of questions about the fundamental nature of the universe, but on a practical level, there's not a whole lot we can really do with the Higgs boson right now. So it's not going to help us teleport or anything? No, but who knows what might happen in the far-off future. That's the exciting thing about science, is that it's full of unexpected twists and turns and applications for discoveries that are completely unforeseen. And, you know, we should actually mention that particle physics has led to some life-saving discoveries. For example, the Large Hadron Collider is an accelerator, and the basic technology behind that is actually used in proton therapy to treat cancer. But for the most part, many people think that the exotic particles that physicists discover won't have practical applications. But that might change. And that brings us to our next important story from 2012, starring another subatomic particle, the neutrino. This year, a group of physicists made a breakthrough which suggests that someday the neutrino could have practical applications. You know that most of our modern communications technologies rely on information encoded in light. Yeah, that's the basis of all wireless technology, from hand radios to cell phone and Wi-Fi. Right. So this group of scientists took a beam of neutrinos 
and encoded it with information. So you're saying we could possibly send messages to each other with neutrinos instead of light? That's the idea. Now, what they've done is show that you can encode neutrinos with information. It could still be a very long time before we actually have communications devices that use neutrinos. Well, why would we want to do that if we can already encode light? Well, light has some disadvantages. It can't travel through all physical barriers. So if you go underground, you lose your cell phone signal. And here's another example. Scientists right now are trying to communicate with the Mars rover, the little explorer that they plopped down on the red planet earlier this year. But their communications are limited because as Mars and Earth move around the sun, the sun occasionally gets in the way. So signals can't get through and the scientists have to wait sometimes days or even weeks to communicate with the rover. But neutrinos don't have that problem. The neat thing about neutrinos is they almost never interact with regular matter. So at this very moment, the sun is showering us with neutrinos, and they're passing right through our bodies, right through the earth, and exiting out the other side. They're like particle ghosts. But occasionally, a neutrino will collide with a particle of regular matter, so scientists are able to detect them. So if you could encode neutrinos with information the way we currently encode light, you would basically never have to worry about physical barriers blocking your signal. And we can definitely dream up ways that this would be useful on Earth, but you can imagine that there could also be some awesome applications in space, such as in the case with the Mars rover. Cool. Although I'm betting neutrino phones are still probably at least a couple years away. So, Kala, I feel like based on our ever-expanding definition of what makes up an important story, if we try to evaluate all the important stories that happened this year, this would be a very long podcast. It would, and not only because there were many very exciting results in physics this year. There were many, many that we were not able to mention here. But also because quite often very important science is, quite frankly, very boring. For example, I would encourage listeners to go and check out a podcast I did earlier this year about a physicist who created a room temperature maser. So this is a laser that uses microwave light, and masers have actually been around for more than 50 years. But to make a maser, you have to cool it down to frigid, frigid temperatures. So you always need a cooling system with the maser, and that makes them more expensive and more bulky. So building a room temperature maser is a great improvement on this technology. Now masers, among other things, are used in satellite communications. So this is a device that could impact your life, but you would probably never know it because it's an incremental advance. And to a lot of people, it's not really that exciting. If you tried to map all of the incremental moves forward that happen in science each year, it would just be mind-boggling. Science is improving our lives in so many ways, and the vast majority of the time, we don't even realize it. Wow. So how do we create a list of the most important physics stories of the year? Well, I think there's another way to build our list. Let's just pick our favorites. That seems much more manageable. Which brings me to one of my favorite subjects, coffee. 
This year, physicists were finally able to solve why coffee spills over the brim of my mug when I walk down the hall. More news you can use. The team won an Ig Nobel Prize for their work. They found that when you take a step forward, the cup moves forward with you, but the coffee in it doesn't. Its momentum causes it to first slosh backwards and then surge forward and then back again, like waves in a pool. By the time the coffee splashes back, I've taken another step, adding more momentum to the sloshing. Every step I take, the wave gets bigger and bigger, and before I've made it back to my desk, I'm wearing that delicious Java all over my shirt. So there's two important points with this story, and one is that most people have similar strides, so we all take about the same amount of time to take one step. And the other is the size of the coffee cup, and it's just kind of a coincidence that the size of an average coffee cup is a good size for compounding this sloshing. Right. Though the researcher has said also that with smaller cups, like espresso cups, the sloshing is even more sink to your steps, meaning it's even more likely to spill over. So it sounds like the best solution is to get a really big cup of coffee, so the sloshing is out of sync with your steps. You could, but that might be tough to carry. A lid might be the easiest solution, really. You should have been an engineer. So that's it for our most important physics stories of 2012. You might have noticed that our list was lacking in astrophysics and astronomy. Well, there was actually so much going on in those fields this year that we've decided to dedicate an entire podcast to it. So tune in next week for our favorite astronomy and astrophysics stories of 2012. This has been the Physics Buzz podcast. As always, you can find more of our podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at www.physicscentral.com. I'm Mike Luzabella. And I'm Cal Cofield. Tune in next week for more Physics Buzz.